I've rarely met a girl who's such a potent argument in favor of international relations. How strange. I close my eyes and I dream of something quite astonishingly different. And all my days are trances, and all my nightly dreams are where thy dark eye glances. Episode. What episode is it? Thirty nine. No. Yes. It's thirty nine. Holy shit! Oh my goodness! It's almost forty. It's almost forty. So this evening, sorry, I'm a little discombobulated. This evening, you're just. We have two very special guests with us. Very (laughs) special. Thank you. (laughs) That was Mary. Hello. And Katie. Katie, not Caitlin. Well, you know. No, she's. We're all grandfathered you in all with are Katie. Grandfathered in on Katie. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, uh, everyone that I know that knew me before is grandfathered in with Cassie. I right. don't go by that really, but people who knew me back in the day. Oh, I don't think I knew that you. You're not Cassie. I'm Cass now. Uh, oh, just Cass. But to you guys and family members. No, no. I always want the shorter version. So if there's a Cass, I'll take a Cass over a Cassie. It's a Cass. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'll do that. There so we go. can we call you Ma? Ma. Mare, Mare, is a, is a nickname. Mary well, and I always call Kim Kimmers. She's always been Kimmers. Yeah, me. you always get a syllable. I get extras because I'm so short. Yeah, you're Kim. not short. Well, I always call you Kimmy though. Yeah, that's true. People that I know with like one name, like there was this guy at work, and he's always John Kim. You're just gonna be John. That's like too, you know, too, too boring. Short. John Kim, like had to have both syllables. Right. Yeah. Hey, John Kim. It's kind of interesting how that happens with people's names. Yeah. You know. So who are these people? What are they doing here? Yeah, What's happening? Off the street. What's happening? <laughs> What's going on? What are we talking about tonight, Katie? I was like, I just answered uh, answer a Craigslist ad. They come into the back and you're like, like okay. Yeah. <laughs> they invited me into their backyard. I'm What's happening? Cat on the porch. Yeah. And there was over. a promise of oranges and I was here. <laughs> The oranges was a really good, a really good uh, thing to get us Ruth. here. Yeah. <laughs> to get us back here. Yeah. Nobody answered my questions, though. What? Of who we are? Who, who you are and what we're talking about. Okay, so I've known Mary and Katie for many years, maybe more than I'd be willing to admit. Okay, so let's back up. You guys there. have known each other. You guys right. have known each other We've forever. known each other since we were one. Since I think you were six months. Yeah. So, yeah. so since almost birth. My you parents, you were like, Haha, I'm older. I'm older than you. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's older by you a couple of months. But my baby. parents bought her parents' house in Temple City. What? Yeah. And so and then they just moved like two blocks around we the corner. We literally moved around the corner. And so, like, our parents had become like best friends. So, Katie and I then went to preschool together. And then we were both at like Emperor School and kindergarten. So, we've really known each other. So, that's what she says six months. That's probably how old I was when my parents bought. And my house. parents stayed in that house around the corner, and her parents are still in that house. Yeah. 
Yeah, that my parents told her. Yeah, so we've known preschool, elementary school. We went like, to the same hippie co-op preschool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Theirs, yeah. So I was trying to explain to Doug who you guys were, and I was remembering you and I weren't really friends in high school. Mm-mm. But I was trying to remember if yours was the family that had all the kids that was so legendary at school. Or was no, that you're thinking else? the Hatches. That's either the Hatches or the Bayhams. Yeah, you're right. Or the Bayhams. Who was across right the across the street from Bayhams. the Bayhams? Hatches were on Longden. Yeah. Closer well, how to Longden many kids school. did they have? They had like 13. 17, 18. No, what? the Hatches. The Hatches. Hatches had like... Did they have like 17? They had like 13 or 15. They all started with the letter B. So we yeah, went to school with Brenda, hatches. but there was a Brenda and a Brad and a Brendan and a thing. Like they were all Bs. So how many kids were in your family? Seven. Okay, so we it was like, a big family. Compared to those guys, we were amateurs. Like, we're <laughs> half that size. <laughs> we're like nothing like we them. We can almost fit we're in like a car. We're like nothing like them. We're like a baseball team. Is that a baseball team? Or is a baseball no, team nine. nine. Is that nine? nine? Okay, yeah. So, well, two parents. That's a baseball team. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We we still we still haven't talked about what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about collecting. <laughs> what if we talk about vagueness? Collections. Yeah. Oh, yeah, collections. vagueness. That would be a fun one. Just be vague. Just never never hit on the topic at all. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ooh. The show without a topic. We're like the Seinfeld of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You don't know. We might just end there anyways knowing this group. <laughs> <laughs> started with the topic and we then started talking about collections and collecting and we ended up talking about oops oops yeah there's no pants. rule that says how long we have to talk about the topic and we don't even have to talk about the topic it could have just been fun things that we talked about before the show yeah, yeah. like the whole show is just a pre-show yes yeah oh this is getting confusing this is like the time that we we recorded two shows at once but then flipped the flipped order them <laughs> And I was... So then did you have references of something that hadn't happened yet? Yeah, we were saying things like, so last week, which is really this week, we were saying things like that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) which was actually an hour ago. Never mind. (laughs) It's like a little time travel episode. That was the Uh. week that Brett Kavanaugh became Supreme Court justice and we were all the four of us depressed and we had oh, to get God, it out of our systems or we weren't going to be able to yeah. talk about anything else so that's right we did that makes sense yeah, yeah just do it get it get it out of the way right yeah there's plenty of politicking to talk about right oh now. yeah tomorrow yeah. tomorrow i'm tomorrow. definitely gonna be up by seven. <gasps> that's the public one right that oh is. Yeah. Seven o'clock. michael cohen's <clears throat> here cohen's yep. spill the big beans apparently he's bringing proof <laughs> i heard he's got actual paperwork yep Papers. Papers. <laughs> Why do these guys who just, like, are criminals put everything down on papers? Well, because if you're going to write a check, then it's on paper. And that's Wait, what he's why bringing. Why, why write the check, bringing then? checks. Yeah, apparently he's bringing check. checks during the presidency because the payments continue. He's not even smart enough to use cash? I don't know. What kind of... They probably just didn't think Freaking they would get caught. criminal. But he's not, he's not smart. I mean, <laughs> Who takes a check well, anymore? It's like, what's right. his name? Was supposed to have written a check to the guys that he paid off to attack him. What's his uh, Smollett? Oh, oh yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, I'm going to write you guys a personal check. Yeah. Well, it's not like any of us me. ever thought Trump was super smart. He's, I think, just has criminal intent and isn't smart enough to realize that. I actually think he never thought he was going to be president absolutely yeah. absolutely he just thought this would further his business it would give right. him a great name he could talk about how the other side cheated and then all the people that loved him would want to go to his hotels right like, remember when they announced he was president he disappeared from stage for like an hour and a half to pull himself together as he realized oh, oh shit, shit. 
oh shit because remember it was like when he first moved I remember it was all about like wait so I, I can't live in New they York I had to change his diaper remember there was that whole thing when he first went to the right. White House when he realized oh, yeah. well I'm going to go back to Trump Tower every weekend and like no no, no you're not we can't we can't That's keep you happening. secure yeah. like that and he was just like Devastated, right? So he's laughing every weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that's that's thing. when he called the White House a dump, right? Yes. Yeah. Is that right? Right. And and M- Melanie M- Melania stayed in New York, right, for months. Like yeah, well, until the something. kid school was out of school. Oh yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Going looking back, I thought I can't wait to see how the presidency changes him, or or not. or not. Oh. <laughs> I don't or know. It I got think, worse. <laughs> I think he always wanted it. I think he just. I think he just wanted But I think he wanted it as a popularity contest. I don't think he wanted it like I want to help the nation. Oh, I'm no, a no, 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 no. Never, but as a popularity never. contest cuz remember there was that um uh press what's the press dinner that they do every year? Correspondence, Correspondence dinner. dinner and oh, somebody yeah. made the joke about him It was Seth Meyers being president yeah. and that kind of like almost set the gears in motion where he's like I could do that. So I listen to uh, Seth Meyers podcast occasionally and it was his 5 year anniversary yesterday I think but um, he was interviewing people that work on his show and he was interviewing the woman who books the guests and she was talking about how they were trying to get Trump in as a guest before he became president during the campaign but he wouldn't come on unless Seth Meyers agreed to apologize oh my from God. that correspondence dinner from the correspondence dinner yeah he holds a grudge for like oh ever <laughs> she said it was like months of her having to talk on the phone with michael cohen back and forth back and forth demanding an apology and oh seth myers was like no no i'm not right doing that. it's like i actually started your political career why would you want an apology for right. that? <laughs> without well, me you wouldn't be doing any of this he might end up he needs to apologize to everybody else right right <laughs> absolutely yeah. that's what i want i want the across america you know apology tour <laughs> <laughs> the apology tour right <laughs> oh lord help us all <sighs> yeah so tomorrow seven o'clock in the morning well, yeah. I don't know if I can do yeah, that. Yeah, because we're on the West Coast. Oh, that's right. Because it's East Coast. <laughs> East Coast. Yeah. I can see Ziggy's butt. It's kind of like that joke when you when you get older and then they're like, someone goes, hey, what if we, uh, you want to get together at 10? You're like, in the evening? evening? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? PM? Huh? I guess I don't have to be in my pajamas at that time. But I'd like to be in my pajamas. <laughs> can we meet in my living room? Sure can. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What time are we going to bed? I don't even <laughs> mind going out in my pajamas. I don't care. <laughs> I um. I don't have pajamas. I have a I'm new rule joking. that I, Josh goes to <laughs> school in his pajamas every day. Oh, all the kids are doing that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's the thing to do. Are you talking about just sweatpants or like? No, no, no. no. Pajamas. Pajamas. It's a new fashion. Not like matching ones. He doesn't have like little, you know, monkey banana pajamas. Right. Just like plaid pants. Yeah, plaid fuzzy pants and a t-shirt and then super comfy school. Oh, yeah. I wasn't paying attention when we were in school normally. If I was, like, super comfortable, that would just be a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it would have affected anything. I'm just saying. I could have been asleep. That would have been the difference in French class, right? Right, that right. That, that's how I would have failed it faster. <laughs> Did you fail French? Oh, that semester I failed three classes. My parents were thrilled. 
<laughs> Why? What happened? Nothing. I didn't do any. I refused to do <laughs> nothing. homework. I just, there are pretty much just nothing. Like I, my attendance was perfect. I never skipped school. I was never truant because <laughs> it was too much day fun. Doing oh, all my friends are in school. Why would you yeah. skip school <laughs> when that's where everyone was? But like, so I refused to do homework. I wouldn't take home books, right? And so I remember I was in some math class, accounting or something like that. Absolutely loved it. That's how I decided to become a business major when Calculus I went to college. Too, right. Right. <laughs> right. So, and I was in that class, and so I, I got 100% on every exam, final, midterm, every single one of them, 100%, not a single mistake. I got a D in the class because homework is 40%. Right. <gasps> so I was just like, to me, that was just proof of how stupid school was. It's like, I obviously know the topic, and you're still going to give me a D in it. Amen. Right. I always did great at tests. I love tests. Yeah. Because it was like a time constraint, and you had yeah. to... Nah, 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 and barf out all the information real fast. Right. Also, but sitting down and doing homework? Blech. No, well, I wasn't going to take the books home. You know, the books are all heavy and stuff. So that was my <laughs> thing. It's like, I'm just going to put these in my locker. And then I would do like third period homework was in zero period. You know, so like each class I was doing the homework for that's what later I would do. in the day. That's what and I, I have do. to say, like, from a career standpoint, that's probably the best thing school has taught me. Because today, I can sit in a brainstorming meeting, go back to my desk, and I can whip up, like, a new proposal, a new thing, a new design, super fast, because of procrastination. Because I learned so much during right, school right. on how to do things fast and late. I can now well, do things super fast. Well, thrive on that. Like, Chloe yeah. straight up told me, I, I think it was last year or the year before, because she's same just i mean brilliant kid a's on tests hates doing homework right um but she told me like you know she was like i've got this project due tomorrow and it's like a five-page essay and i have to do this this and this and i'm like ah! you know because it all comes to mom yeah and i said why do you do this like where what is the payoff wouldn't you rather do this sooner i'm like, living she's in the like, moment no no I like I like doing it last minute. Yeah, like it'd be too drawn out, right? You're writing and everything, right? If you give yourself three weeks, it's just well, gonna be and the you start weird. to overthink things. Yeah, yeah and you're you gonna redo it, and, and you're just yeah, it's just it doesn't have it doesn't have that quickness. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes that's the best way to do it. So yeah. do you want to pe- tell people what you do do that this do do helps do-do. you? I know that's what <laughs> I thought you do do Mary. do do. So video games has been right. my most of my career. So video games for kids. Yeah. Do you just play them? I I was going to say I wish, and that's actually not true. Um, no. <laughs> you do yeah. play them quite a bit, I do. I do play video games in general quite a bit, but I'm a producer. So um, I was just talking about this with somebody else, the definition of a producer. In the video game industry, when it was uh, created, Trip Hawkins created it for EA, um, mm-hmm. Electronic Arts. And he based the producer on a music producer. So in movies, a producer is budgets and schedules. But in music, in video games, a producer is the one that is kind of pulling everything together, right? So if you imagine in a music booth that you've, uh, you know, you could produce the Beatles, you could produce Taylor Swift, right. you're producing, and you're like, I brought these lyrics I think, you know, would be great for you. And I think that we should do this with this hip hop, you know, guy, or we right. should bring in a choir. That's what a producer does. You bring it all together. You know, if you want a new take, you know, if it's not right, you give the feedback. And you do it. So as a producer on video games, I'm pulling it all together. And that's everything boring from legal and QA. Um, but then all the way up to what's the vision? What does it look like? You know, how does it play? So what kind of games, anything that we would have heard of? No, so they're all for kids. I mean, sometimes oh, okay. there's some based on movies. You know, like back when I did A Bug's Life or... Um, 
I don't know. So so there's I did one on princesses for like four to seven year olds. That's a huge age range to try to make one video game for. Oh my the kids God. that can't read and the kids that can and the oh whole my like God. Oh, the, seven? the play test on a four to seven, the four and five year olds would sit with their face like in their hand and they'd only use one hand on the DS like to do stuff. But then the six and seven year olds would pick it up and they'd use the D pad and the buttons. Right. So you're trying to make one game. Right. No, and then of course motor skills motor skills are different. And four and five year olds also don't even though they can't read, they also don't understand the concept of in the game it was like collect 20 gems and you can go through the door right. to the next level they're, right. like, they're not understanding do something now you get something later like that's not a thing four and five-year-olds are into right so we would do a play test realize the four and five-year-olds like didn't know what to do and so we'd adjust the video games so you're pretty much just like hey snow white come with me and just walking left to right and you then didn't have like you didn't have like a child uh a developmental Guideline? Child psychologist on board or somebody who can say... Not for a video game for four to seven-year-olds. This is an educational. I was never no, on no, the no, educational no, no. side. Just so that you know what they're <laughs> capable yeah, that, was, that was edutainment like, across the street. They made they taught you numbers. That's not, that's <laughs> not me. But just so you know, like... Mine's like, hey, what? I mean, I made a game for Desperate Housewives. That was about, like, sleeping with your neighbor's husband <laughs> and playing poker. That also got a teen rating. I was very happy with all the stuff that went into Desperate Housewives, and it got a teen rating through the ESRB. You know, there are, um, there's pot growing, um... There's pot growing games now. Sure, like I see Farmville. that. Yeah. Like yeah. A, oh, like a Sims. Like, yeah. sort of like thing. you cross, you know, you make a hybrid and like all these, you know. You that sounds educational. Sure. It does. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like farm. Well, you got to water your crops and, you know. You could also maximize it for profits. So it could also be a little learning about economics. Yeah, it's educational. Yeah. So I, I need to curse you about something. Yeah. A long time ago, we were at the Crest. I don't know. This was maybe yeah. four or five years ago. Oh and you gosh. were talking about Candy Crush, and I was like, Candy Crush? And you're oh, like, no, did I get you hooked on Candy oh Crush? Oh, my God, yes. I remember that conversation. It was like five years ago, right? Yeah. You're still playing it. I am so high up that I am into the <laughs> nightmarishly hard <laughs> levels, and every once in a while, I go, God damn it, Mary. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you know, I, it could have been worse. So okay. there was this game like four or five years ago called Cookie Clicker. Oh, now, my God, I know Cookie Clicker. So Cookie Clicker... <laughs> Literally, there's just like a, a cookie, and when you click yes, it, you, you make more, more cookies. cookies. Now, when you get enough cookies, cookies, you can buy like yeah. a grandma who will like bake cookies with you, and you use your cookies to keep buying stuff, and all you do is keep making more and more cookies, and then spending those cookies to be able to make more cookies faster. It's technically not even a game. There's no win thing. There's no way to lose it's it. It's a strategy. You're, You're not building a factory. You are literally... No clicking cookies and then buying more stuff to make you're faster there cookies. Tapping you your tap phone. you're tapping every time you're tapping making cookies, but if oh, you buy more fingers, you buy, so that's all you do is you, you get cookies. And then as soon as you have more cookies, you buy more vehicles to, to make, make more, more cookies. cookies. And so you leave it running overnight so when you cookies. wake up the next morning you're like one point seven million cookies. I'm going to buy this factory, <laughs> this thing. Right, which is lets you make faster cookies. It's really not a game. It's cookie clicker. And so this place that I was working at have to tell everyone about Cookie Clicker, and it's close to the holidays. And so it's like, get out of work early. And I'm like, uh, didn't you say you had to like buy something for your girlfriend? And he goes, yep. Click, 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 click. Just going to leave here in just a few minutes. Click, 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 click. I'm like, David, you you need to close that, and you need to go buy something for your girlfriend because it's, you know, the day before Christmas Eve. Click, 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 click. I'm like, all right, I'm just leaving. I'm just going to leave you. Leave you to it. And I think he was there for like another two hours just because he couldn't close down Cookie Clicker. That's so I, I bring that up just to say it could have been yeah. worse, Cassie. <laughs>
I could have made a more horrible recommendation <laughs> that would have been even more addicting. Oh and, yeah. So, Katie. Yes. What do you do? I work in retail. You do more than work in retail. I think which so. Sounds like, which sounds like I'm behind a counter just like ringing up customers. Explain right. it. I work in retail. I'm a store manager. For? I've been, uh, for Neiman Marcus. You're so fancy. I've been a store manager now for re- in retail for... I've been in retail 30 years. Wow. <gasps> and I've been a store manager in retail for probably 22 now. So you have seen the worst humanity has to offer. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God. I used to manage a store that was across the street from a uh, jail. So people would get out and come across yeah. the street and use our payphone and wash up in the sink. and What? You know, I was yeah. going to say, and what's the first wow. thing they'd also want to buy? Uh, they they wouldn't buy anything. Just they, they don't have yeah. money using. when they leave. Yeah, just using. They would you just might use have, the facility. You might have gotten a rent. It was seventy seven dollars. I was really hoping yeah. you were gonna say they get out of jail. They come across the street. They go on a a burglary spree. They go <laughs> back to jail. I have been in two armed robberies. Oh yeah. wow! What? I've been in two armed robberies. That's yeah. scary. Yeah, and then one of the stores I managed, my car got broken into like five times. Oh. And w- the very first day, my boss met me there, and we walked through the store. And I was walking him out at the end of his visit. And as we're walking through the men's department, there was a man and he was literally taking a dump <gasps> on the floor. He had taken his pants down. He was literally pooping on the floor. And Wait. I was walking out. My boss was like, yeah, you uh, have a good day. Oh, my, oh my God. God. You're kidding. I've done and play tests like, with little children done? and I've never had to experience that. <laughs> I was like, what have did, I what done? What did you do? Did you call the police? Or I mean, that's... Uh, no, because, you know, he picks himself up and walks out. Then you're like... And he leaves his poop there? He left his poop there. I'm going to go yeah. in that store and poop right now. I know from working in retail, they've got specific rules about you can't, like, really... Poop in the... No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I think when someone's how to approach the yeah. customers, oh. the people who are stealing something or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. We had to have yeah. a whole strategy, like, um, because the fitting rooms kept getting peed in. So there was like a whole strategy about like how to prevent people from peeing in the fitting rooms. And wow. You're making yeah. me lose my hope in humanity right yeah. now. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. But who does that? Oh, I mean, I've been doing it for a really long time. But so you've I mean, also met some really great people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it I goes mean, both ways. Especially like I, when I was really sick and I was bald, like I had customers come in and they would bring me food and I had one customer give me a great referral for a doctor. I mean, I mean, I've had oh, some amazing yeah. experiences too. I've had yeah. customers that go to India and bring me back all kinds of presents. And, oh, wow. You know, I yeah. mean, yeah. So, see, so it's it's some not, amazing it's people not, too. You know. Yeah. Okay. I've okay. Okay. The class of people I work with now is a little bit nicer than what I was working with once upon the time. They don't yeah. poop in the store. Uh, They're not, the peers. Not, yeah. No, no poop. Do you people have any... don't normally poop at Nima Market. <laughs> <laughs> at all. Not where you can see them at least, right? <laughs> right. I have public restrooms. Right. I shop at Neiman Marcus. I do not poop. <laughs> Ever. At all. Ever. Ever. Right. They've had it surgically removed. <laughs> I just, I go to the spa and they have a special tool. <laughs> Sorry. Go. What the kale is for. Oh, yes. Uh-oh. So Ziggy when, doesn't like the fart piano. When people ask now, I, I say, I now I sell $25,000 handbags as opposed to before. Yeah. Wow. Do you have any stories about, um, that you could tell us like about, 
particularly spoiled adults? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I want to hear this. <laughs> so there was a, I had a customer uh, not that long ago, and it was at Christmas time, and there was this handbag, and it was scratch, had a little tiny scratch on it, and it was a thousand dollar handbag, and she was telling me I needed to give her a discount on it because she was a single mom, and she was trying to buy nice Christmas gifts for her family. Which I completely but, understand. Like she's, you know, single a thousand mom, dollars. It's a thousand dollar handbag. Like maybe you should go shop. Let me show you the four hundred dollar handbags, yeah. and then you know. Right. But I just was standing there in awe of her, just to, you know, telling me all her hardship stories about being a single mom trying to get a discount on a thousand dollar handbag. Right. I was just like, yeah, it really doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I don't want to hear these stories. <laughs> <laughs> Or there was oh one guy God. whose wife had served him with divorce papers that morning. And so he came in and he was buying every expensive thing he could possibly and having it all sent to her all day long. And we were like the third store he'd been to and was buying this very expensive merchandise and just sending it all to her all day long in hopes that that would cause her change to her mind. change her mind. She's like, I'm getting half this money anyways. I can buy my own handbag. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We were all like, it's not going to work. But yeah, here. <laughs> I'll be happy to ring you up. Yeah, but it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, some women are very, you know. Yeah. Maybe, it would. maybe she was divorcing him because he wouldn't buy her a $1,000 handbag. Good point. Yeah. And he's he like, knows. okay, B word. Here we go. <laughs> you know, you can, say, you can say bitch. It's okay. Well, okay. <laughs> he's like, here's all the stuff you, you always wanted. Before, kid. I say bitch. I say all the bad words. But at home... I don't say all the bad. The teenagers. Yes, you do. They, they abbreviate them. Oh, when they're in front of me. Oh, okay. So you just. But got sometimes used to the it. abbreviation is like so, funny. It's yeah. almost like have you seen unnecessary beeping? Right. Right. Or yeah. Right. Right. Or, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. Yeah. So B words funny. My eleven-year-old has started using the word hell as an exclamation point. To everything. Like, oh, hell. Give us an example. Uh, we walked into... Ice cream! Michaels, And there was Christmas decorations everywhere. And he walked in and he goes, it's Christmas in here! Hell! <laughs> Very loudly. <laughs> I don't understand. Wow. It's just exclamation point. Yeah. I'm going to try that. Yeah. yeah. Hell! <laughs> yeah. That actually makes me feel better when yeah. I can yell hell. The fifth grade teachers enjoy it. I used to tell my kids, like, I don't care if you cuss, just never do it in anger towards another person. Don't do it at school and don't do it in front of your grandmothers. That's it. Those yeah. were my only rules. I didn't want to hear, like, fuck yeah. you, you fucking bitch. But if they were walking down the street and said, damn, I wasn't going right. to be too concerned yeah. about it. My husband would swear in Tagalog, Filipino Tagalog, oh, good. in yeah. the house until my son, when he was little, picked it up and said it in front of my mother on the hot. <gasps> <laughs> And yeah. she turned and looked at my husband and was like, I know exactly where that came from. Can't blame <laughs> that one on your wife. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> I was driving Josh and Ella. It's one of my favorite, favorite uh, tarnished <coughs> mom stories. We was were, it my fault? No, no, no. I was, it was my day with the kids. Oh, okay. Cassie and I co-opt when our babies were little. So we each had each other's kids half of the week. So I had them on this particular day and we were driving and they're both in the back seat and their car seats. And this woman cuts me off. I mean, scary, like yeah. slamming brakes, like, oh my God, you crazy bitch. <laughs> oh, I remember, remember this. this. Yeah. 
all of a sudden I hear this little voice from the back seat. Crazy bitch! <laughs> oh no! Which kid? Cass. <laughs> it was mine, of course. I'm so sorry. Ella learned a new word or two today. But she's also learned when you to, to use it. That's what's important. Yeah. When you go to pick her up, she's like, "Hey, crazy bitch! <laughs> hey, crazy bitch! I used to get. I mean, we both used to get phone calls, but did we get a phone call like?" Um, we were hiking, and this was my favorite. Oh you God. were, f- she was flipping out. They went up to Monrovia Canyon Park. Ella ended up, like, on the other side of a fence next to a cliff. Whoa. And I'm pregnant with Chloe. Yeah. Waddle size pregnant. And I can't... Yeah, go get, get her. Because she weaseled through. It was like this... <laughs> literally on a precipice. Weasels through the gate. Hi, Timmy! Like... <laughs> <laughs> come on Ella, let's go get some cookies <laughs> i'll give you anything you want just come back please come back why <laughs> oh she's just God. backing up so slowly. one of my like, very favorite stories up. of nate because my son is very um tests all the time when he was about four he i pulled up to the daycare and i heard some commotion on the side of the building oh that's never good uh, yeah <laughs> And, of course, knowing my son the way that I did, I assumed, of course, that my kid was involved somehow. So I go to the side of the building, and I saw Nate hiding behind, like, an air conditioning unit. And he had, like, wedged himself down in there. And there was a whole bunch of teachers on the side, everything. And as soon as he saw me, he shot through the back door of the daycare and back into the into the classroom. And so I go in through the front, and I was like, hey, what's going on? And all the teachers are all red and sweaty and <laughs> flustered. And a few of them just walked by me without saying a word. And the director comes over to me and she goes, so Nate's been back there for about 45 minutes and none of us could reach him. And he knew that's why he went there. Yeah. And he, yeah. we've been trying to get him out and we're trying to coax him out with cookies and everything and threatening. And he was just sitting down there. And so um, they were very frustrated with my little guy. And so I went over to him and I was like, hey, buddy, what's going on? Why did you do that? And he goes, because I needed some space. I I was going to say, knowing him, he'd probably bring a book with him. He's like, I'm just going to read for a bit. (laughs) He was like, I needed some space. I needed some peace and quiet. And I knew they couldn't get me there. Wow. So I was like... Right. You can't fault him for that. <laughs> right. I was no. like, okay, but that's like the locked gate. You're not supposed to go on that side. But um, let's Maybe use our words to express it better. Tell the teachers, I need some space. And they'll be like, <laughs> yeah. you betcha, buddy. Let me show you where you can hang out by yourself. For yeah. While. You know what I mean? Just like, don't go back behind the air conditioning yeah. unit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and on that note, we should take a break.
soaks into my winter coat and I try to hide my eyes. I just wanted to do it. It's like quick fart. Oh, wet Ready? fart. <laughs> I don't even know why you need us. We're back. <laughs> so we um, we were going to talk about collections and collecting this and, evening. And we still can. We can. We right now. Can. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now and we'll see where it takes us. <laughs> okay. So when you brought up the topic of collections, at first I thought, okay, yeah, we could talk about that. I mean, I don't collect anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Because my first impression was... When I think of a collector, I think of like a completionist, right? right? Someone that needs to have all of them or whatever. And I, there isn't anything that I collect to get all of anything. So then it got me thinking, what are the different types of collectors? Like what makes right. people collect? What are they collecting? And, mm -hmm. you know, what is your definition, right, of collecting? So that's why then afterwards when we were talking about what are things that we collect, I'm like, oh, yeah, that. You collect a lot And of Mary things. looks yeah. around her house and goes, oh, that oh, yeah. and that stuff and that stuff and those. Well, I, Katie and I saw each other recently and um, Katie was telling me about her grandfather's depression class. My dad's. Your dad's. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, your grandfather's. Obscene. Um, so and, beautiful. And I'm like enthralled. I'm like uh, right. totally excited, you know, and it's, to me, it's fascinating. Yeah. But I thought, what compels somebody to collect things? What, what is the drive? But it, what, it, there's also, like, there's people who, like, I, I was talking to my sister-in-law, and she goes, oh, yeah, like, our last name, or my maiden name, it sounds a lot like watermelon. So, growing up, like, we just always gave each other watermelon stuff, and I was talking to my sister-in-law, and she married into the family, and my grandmother had sent her, like, a watermelon ornament, and then she mentioned to my grandmother she really liked it. So then every year my grandmother would send her some watermelon thing. Right. And so that's how she kind of started so collecting. That's it's, so it's yeah. pretty harmless and it's just a few things. But then there's collectors like my father and his depression glass. Yeah. Right. Who he had a storage unit and there was about 4,000 pieces <gasps> of depression glass. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was in storage. My father passed away and it was in storage, I think, 11 or 12 years after he passed away before we could finally figure out how to deal with it and how to disperse it and who got what and all of that. But I mean, that's not just like a casual collection of some guy who, you know, oh, it's pretty. I'm going to buy a few dozen pieces. I mean, that was... So do you think it was the thrill of the hunt for him? Oh, and the bargain. The bargain. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. he loved the thrill of the hunt for sure. And he would like go to a yard sale and somebody would have a piece marked 50 cents and he would be like, eh, I'll give you a quarter for it. And he'd pretend <laughs> like it wasn't anything. Right. And then he'd go home and look it up and it'd be worth $20. And, you know, he would catalog it and take oh, pictures Oh, that is of a thrill. And, yeah. And he loved all that. And, you know, and then he would scour eBay and like complete sets. Like there's one of the dishware sets. I think there was like service for like 30 and it was like all oh, every single piece that could possibly, you know, be wow. in that print but he had so much that it had its own storage unit yeah it had its own storage unit wow yeah. well and that's something that you can't it's you know the pieces obviously vary in size but you can't they have need it all to be taken care of right yeah you know, they've yeah. got to be packaged properly to you know otherwise what's the point right well and that's why like my father passed away and it was in storage and my mom downsized she went from our big house 
to a much smaller place and we it sat there in storage forever and it was kind of this you know hanging over all of us like oh we need to take care of this we need to we all want some we all want to use it and it makes us all think of my father right but nobody wanted a thousand pieces right you know so then this collection becomes this albatross around our necks and we're like how are we gonna you know so we finally figured out like we took a whole weekend and took over one of my sister's backyards and laid it all out by pattern and by color and you know, I have a million brothers and sisters, so everybody got their dibs, and then there were still thousands of pieces left, you know, and then That's just crazy. dealing with all of that and unpacking it and repacking it and shipping it to my brothers and sisters out of the state. And Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, a, it was a big thing. And did you sell the rest of it? Yeah, so whatever, after, we even had some family friends come in who knew my dad's glass sure. and loved it or just thought it was pretty, and they could take everything they wanted. We made little kits for all the grandkids, so they all have some... So, I mean, That's when they're awesome. 20, they could care less. But right, someday, right. it'll be neat for them to have it. That's what cool. year was sure. your dad born in? My dad was born, oh gosh, like 40? Uh, Post-depression. Yeah, like in the mid-40s. But his mom was a collector, too. And they used to, for them, like, they would go to PCC flea market and mm-hmm. walk around. And mm-hmm. she would look for chickens or, you know, little lace pieces or something that caught, caught her. Red glass. That was her thing was red glass. Oh. The thrill of the hunt, though, I mean, that's a great reason to collect. It's a reason oh to go gosh. out. It's a reason it's to go someplace. It's a reason yeah, to. And, like, twice a month, they'd go walk around and, yeah. you know, look around. And, and, and it probably helped their relationship. It's something they bonded over. Yeah. 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 And all of us kids, like, we'd be like, oh, dad is, you know, PCC tomorrow. I'll go with you, you know, and oh, yeah. just, And you always know what to get somebody who is a collector. Right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, it's interesting how those collections, they do, they move in families or just mm-hmm. the urge to collect, you know, you learn how important it is to somebody. Mm-hmm. It's a hobby. It's stress relief. It's, um... It's so many different things. It's I, I think it's fascinating. I asked um, my brother and sister, I sent him a text today, because my family collects <laughs> some more than others. No, There's stuff up in her thinking. cabin that was belonged to your, not your cabin, your dad's cabin. Yeah. That belonged to your grandparents, right? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean. Do I'll, they collect a variety of stuff? Is there something the family? Well, my brother chimed in first, and he said... And I asked them, you know, what do you collect and why? And he went, he went into the why and not the what hmm. so much. And he said, I, I can read it to you. It was a really interesting perspective. You didn't memorize it? No, I didn't because I can't memorize things. Remember to do his voice now. when you do this. Do, yeah, his, do, do Andrew's his voice. voice. <laughs> yeah, do his voice. Do, do Andrew's voice? Yeah. yeah. Can I do Andrew's voice? It sounds a lot like your dad's voice. Okay. But maybe just a little <laughs> younger. I don't know. He might listen. And I don't Hi, Andrew. <laughs> this is what you sound like, according to Kim. So, Andrew, um, I, I sent this text to them today. Rabbit hole, because we were texting about something else. Cass and I record our podcast tonight. Topic is collecting and collections. Wondering if you two have any insights, being that you're both collectors and collecting is part of our family culture. Um. Uh, I said, I don't want to seed your answers, but maybe consider emotions and sensory reactions when viewing, handling, or finding items you collect. So he said, I believe history is important um, to understand where we've come from, basically. So these items, and he collects family bits. Mm -hmm. Oh. I do too. I mean, like, from way back. 
you know, um, things that family members have made or collected or acquired or, you know, mm-hmm. awards, etc. Um, uh, it helps to continue to continue the good and avoid the mistakes of the past, which I thought was also interesting, kind of identifying certain items with maybe a piece of family culture that you either want to hold on to sure or not right um collections are a part of our history that includes understanding of artistic ideas of the past quality from past times and sometimes it's just fun to see it (laughs) (laughs) so i mean that that comment led me down the the historical rabbit hole of collections Um, so people haven't been collecting things forever because I tried to look that up. When is the earliest collection? That's so weird. I had the same thought. I was imagining cave people in caves collecting little rocks for some reason. There there are like little like caveman dolls and stuff that they have found, like little things carved and things. But I I tried looking that up and said, right, the internet just kind of gives me like the oldest, you know, mineral collection, the oldest spoon collection, the old. I'm just like, oh, that's not what I'm asking. (laughs) But I I was trying to think of like, when did somebody have enough? Well, that you uh, can start yeah. collecting. When, when as humans did we actually have a surplus of items right. that you would actually be able to like collect something that wasn't well, needed? And that's the thing is you'd have to have, I mean, who knows what our ancient ancestors did? They could have collected, God only knows what, sticks, rocks. Rocks. Yeah, I was going to say rocks. Know, shells. Teeth. <laughs> teeth. Maybe their dog's teeth. Yeah. Right? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, if anybody out there has a collection of dog's teeth and needs some, just let me know. <laughs> You better dig those out of the trash. I should, yeah. Ew. I know. So totally ew. We, so once we, um, you know, once we kind of established communities and stuff, there really wasn't enough stuff to go around to collect. Yeah. Um, but what happened was collections started to be amassed by very wealthy people. And we're, you know, we're thinking medieval, you know, once the church. Feudal society. Yeah. You're talking about people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All of you guys? My collection. Yeah. So the Catholic Church is That's like, true. we need to collect some people. That's right. Yeah. And the Mormons are like, gotcha beat on that one, B yeah. words. Oh, yeah. Watch this. Hold yeah. my beer. Yeah. Hold my beer, Catholics. Mormons collect all the dead people. Right. The Mormons like, I got all the genealogies. I got all the people. They are very good for that. Though. Yeah. They are. And they're really nice, too. Anyway. So collections began um with churches works of art oh, interesting um, the that makes sense actually tapestries. it does exactly so they the would chalices like i mean yeah what's the definition oh. of a collection is it for others to see like museums or a collection churches will have almost like a museum right they have like artifacts oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. they collect because i'm wondering like thinking of egypt and tombs if you stuff your tomb full of stuff is that a collection is that your collection or those just what's the difference between collection and possessions i guess or i think you collected a bunch of stuff to use i did not look up the definition for collection yeah but i usually does this is odd there's a few i think that it's different i think yeah oh yeah like i was looking around my house and i collect um uh handmade pottery Mm -hmm. rocks florists frogs 
And it's funny other, that we laugh about I, the florist frogs. Okay. I was thinking, like, what I kind of rocks? Like, frogs for you then. Gray I rocks? love them. I Brown think I have some. I think they're beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's weird, but anyway. So, and I'm my husband collects percussion instruments. Um, Chloe collects glass animals. So it's yeah. So I think when it's a deliberate co- yeah. collection that you're seeking these things out, they're of one species, yeah. but they're all different, mm. right? Right, right, because yeah. you want a variety. You want to collect a variety of something. Right, but all of the same thing. Yep. So like um, like a fashion collection, right? Right. So so-and-so has a their fall collection. Yeah. Um, they're... All of the pieces are going to have something in common. The right. fabrics will be similar. The colors will be similar. The lines, the... Yeah. Uh, There's always a through line yeah. for the whole collection. Because yeah. well, I was thinking of, like, baseball cards. That was the earliest kind of collection I could think about. And it's or like, well, I guess you could collect... Stamps. Yeah, and stamps. With baseball cards, I guess you could collect everything about a team or everything about a season. I assume that people collect across teams yes. for like a year or something. But I don't right, know. We're girls. I yeah, know. I don't. I don't oh, know what I people. Have, but she's got. Yeah, yeah. She's oh, got, she's got a son that's like. Oh yeah, he'll He's tell you obsessed. about stuff. Yeah. yeah, but I was thinking about like you know because there's always like the box of baseball cards. So I'm sure you could collect right. them different horizontals, verticals. You know what I mean? For him, it's very important. The teams are important, but it's also very important the year. Because, like, for this year, that player played on that team, where next year it's different. Got it. So, for him, it's, like, almost like a a moment in time. Yeah. And because, you know, they move around pretty frequently. Do do, uh, baseball cards still come as a blind bag, meaning you don't know what's inside? Right. Yeah. All right. No gum, though, right? No, no gum. I'm sure they sell some with gum, but he doesn't want to waste his money on the gum, so just on the wrong. cards. So <laughs> no What's crappy the point gum? if there's no hard gum you can't what? chew inside yeah. the package? It's like how Cracker Jacks went downhill years ago, and you're like, it's not well, even we don't the know. Toy. I mean, what? What are you talking about? Cracker Jacks. They right. went downhill in what I mean, way? there's the toy. It's always the same paper toy. There's not, oh. there's not a ring, and there's not a cool thing like Cracker Jacks. Or a same. magic trick. Remember yeah, so it's magic? like baseball right. cards. because they're tattooed. Now they're I was worried about somebody swallowing them. Oh. Oh, my Lord. No, no, no. It's just like those eggs. Did the you eggs, the whole yeah. Thing about the the eggs. kinder eggs, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kinder eggs. And now they're available. Well, because now we're like, all of a sudden, nobody's going to swallow the little toy inside. Right. But so it was s- the same thing with Cracker Jacks, is they had those cool, like, maze rings or whatever. And swallow them. And kids would swallow them. Yeah, but, but back then, our parents would be like, dumbass, why'd you <laughs> eat the ring? Right. Right? Wait, would they even talk to you? They would just walk through like, the room and go, huh. You need a pat on the back. <laughs> I was right. I <laughs> to whack you upside the back a couple whack. times. Yeah. Now shut up. <laughs> Eat your cracker <laughs> Ziggy. Someday some chick's going to throw here. one of those bath bombs with a thing in the middle. I what are you talking it. about? You know the bath bombs, the fizzy bath bombs? Yeah. They put... The ones that leave the ring around your tub? I've never used Oh, one. they're horrible. They're horrible. Well, they have like the sparkles and the they glitter and the, the whatever. And then you drain like, your tub and you're like, so there's a ring of crap around my tub now. Like, my tub does that go into your hoo-ha too? Great. Yeah, probably. Yes, it does. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I never use. It's just like those bath crayons. Like oh, it's all yes. fun and games until you go rinse it off and you realize all the bath water's gray. And then you're like, where else did that gray water get on my child? We've gone mm-hmm. way off course yeah. here. Yeah, but I think a whole episode on bath crayons because all of a sudden you said bath crayons. I'm like, wait, I don't have bath crayons. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was like just like instantly, like write that down, bath crayons. Favorite toys? Maybe. They're not as cool as they sound. They could be used in the shower, right? Like, I mean, they're no, they totally hands. can, but it's not as bright as you imagine. It's just kind of like, ugh. It's mm. 
there's more fun things you can do in the bath. That's a, that's a million dollar idea, Cass. We should probably <laughs> call right bath Molly cranes. Romeo for that episode. <laughs> fun things to do in the bath. I'd be the only one trying to do like. I was going to say that's totally Molly's. Yeah, yeah, totally Molly's. Yeah. I'd be the only one trying to do watercolors in the shower. I just can't figure well, out. Well, that's what, what I was stick. imagining. Like, I'm the yeah. most creative and like free and like pain free in my neck in the shower. I would probably do my best work in there. Yeah. Shower's way better and than it the bath. Goes down the drain. Rinse it away. I'm trying right. to think of a way to make that happen. They do have pads of paper and pencils that you can use. In I don't want to waste just, that much water. I could just water write on the glass door. I mean, you know. Oh. I don't yeah. have a glass door. Yeah, just write on the glass door. <laughs> or the tile. My shower. Or the tile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now I just want to collect bath crayons. Tell me about that. your collections, Mary. <laughs> so beyond, beyond wanting to collect wait, wait, toys. Wait, wait, wait. Tell us about Egypt, though. If in a collection standpoint, that's yeah, a <laughs> lot of you I know what I love a lot it's of the way sand you there. Took pictures that match the pictures that you recreated pictures from your grandparents. Yes, that's Egypt. that's how I, I had no plans on going to Egypt. I was actually gonna go to London and go to England because I haven't been there in a while, and then I was decorating the, at the house <laughs> yeah i was d decorating over this dressing room in my house and i was putting out my grandmother's shawl she has this shawl that she bought in egypt so i'm like this should be displayed why is it always in a box like in a closet i should display it mom and dad can i get some pictures of grandma and grandpa in egypt i'm gonna frame those i'm gonna put them on the wall next next to the shawl that's so in my you were collecting room. things about your grandparents about my grandparents so i love old photos so i also collect digital photos of los angeles the reason they're digital is because a lot of websites that I go to that talk about LA history, people had posted photos, but on using um, photo sites that are now going out of business. Oh, like Flickr? Like Flickr. <gasps> is Flickr going down? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we're ready by March. By Yeah, it's I think soon, like in a couple yeah. weeks. Oh, yeah, real really? soon. So you have to get your collection off of there. So you'd be reading these oh, like crap. these blogs that have been following history and there's the writing is still there and all the pictures are just gone. gone. So I just started right clicking and saving old photos and then the save name is the file name is the location the year like whatever information's on so i've been doing that for los angeles like since i think 2010 is when i started like studying old la mm -hmm. so my parents gave me a, a stack of photos from egypt and as soon as i got the ones it'd be great in this room just sitting at my desk one day and i looked over and it's a picture of my grandmother standing on a bridge in egypt right she was standing there and i thought I wonder if i could find where that is so i go to google maps and i type cairo bridges that's all I type. Pops up Google Maps. There's a bridge. Click on one. That's not it. Click on a bridge. That's it. <laughs> there it is. That, that's it. Same, same bridge she's standing on. Same building behind her. And I was just like, well, that took like 30 seconds, right? And I found... You're where living in the future. Yeah. So <laughs> then then I got like super interested in what well, can I find? They're in a park, right? So that was the easy search. My next search is like park with a building with arches that took a few days <laughs> i was gonna say a few days egypt <laughs> that took a few days but i found i found those photos and then i start studying there's like these photos and it looks like it's a panorama this is like 1938 1939 and so there's these black and white photos and it looks what it looks like a panoramic and so i'm like just kind of studying the nile that means i'm also reading about when bridges were built not built because if i'm trying to figure out for 1939 what i'm looking at it's not necessarily what's there today go down a rabbit hole reading about a cathedral that cathedral's built next to the egyptian museum with its dome i'm like that dome look at my grandfather's photos that's the dome i realized their apartment that they had in cairo he was taking a panoramic from their balcony 
across the Nile. And then the other balcony on the other side across this sports center. So it's on this area called Gazira Island. And that's where they that's where they lived. So I start doing all that. My mom, I've been doing this for like six weeks or whatever, just trying to track down where these photos are. My mom goes, don't forget your dad's birth certificate. He's born in Cairo. That's where my grandparents were when he was born. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, I should look. So I pull up his birth certificate. I was only off by where I thought their apartment was by feet. And I realized all their photos are on Gazira Island. The park's on Gazira Island. The bridge leads to Gazira Island. The apartment <gasps> stuff's on Gazira. If I had started with my dad's birth certificate, this probably <laughs> wouldn't have taken like seven <laughs> well, weeks. Well, you right. would have gotten in so deep. And yeah. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been as interested. And so, then, so then I get the idea of like, I wonder if I go to Egypt and recreate these like 80 years later. And of course, then my next thought was, and I wonder if I could learn hieroglyphs. So then this that, is how my mind works. So that became uh-huh. so, it's so funny. So I on Amazon buy like two books on reading hieroglyphs, and this is around like the holidays. So I go to my parents' house for Christmas, and they bought me a DVD set on like learning <laughs> hieroglyphs and books. So it's like, yeah, obviously like apple tree, like right, it's not that right, far right, in thinking. Right. And my dad bought himself a copy. So the whole time I was like studying about Egypt before my trip, my dad was studying with me. So I made us flashcards for all the hieroglyphs as we would like go through like the lessons and stuff. Um, and then from there it was just. I booked a trip. I knew nothing that was on that besides the pyramids and Valley of the Kings. I hadn't heard of anything else that was on my agenda. So I realized I had to I had to read to catch up. Do you know that every day <laughs> that you were there and you were posting photos, it was like I was so excited. Oh good. It was like a highlight of my day to like oh, good. go through every single photo that Where's you posted. Where's Mary then? Oh yeah, I would do that too. I'd go to her page and just be like, all right, hunkering down, gotta look at Mary's photos. <laughs> and I tried to like have like a description because like they're ruins. Right. So, and they're not pretty. It's not like when other people go on vacation, they're like this waterfall with this lake. And you're like, oh my God, that's gorgeous. It's like, here's a, a beige pyramid on the beige sand. <laughs> and then even the sky in Cairo is kind of beigey. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so so the pyramids yeah. people know, but when you're at a different pyramid or a different tombs, like give some like historical context over like, why is this on a tour? Like what that was makes really helpful. Knocked down? Yeah, what makes this important? Because otherwise, like, why did you go there? So I thought if I was going to post pictures, I kind of have to explain right. what it is, how old it is, like whatever. Because otherwise it's just like, so another temple? It's like, yeah, it's, a, it's another temple. I mean, really, it is. But who it belongs to or, you know, when it was built. So I learned a lot. I, I love that. So I guess in that way, that's more about collecting. Because I think I read last year, 45 books and then plus reading document uh, watching documentaries and then reading articles and doing stuff that was that was pretty much my entire hobby last year. So that was another thing that occurred to me is people who acquire or collect information. Yeah, it's definitely I mean, some collecting people information. Don't give a hoot. They don't care. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just tell me what time dinner is and where the bathroom is and I'm yeah. good. Everything else don't care. Yeah. <laughs> So, don't you know, even I thought about yeah. Jeopardy. Like, oh, yeah, those people on Jeopardy, they just collect. Collect. They like I have the same info. thought. Yeah. They collect like information. Useless, useless information. Yeah. Right? And most of the information is useless. I spent so much time reading hieroglyphs and not Arabic. <laughs> so then, <laughs> so then so you get I there, go to Egypt and, and I can read. Like, yeah, I can read hmm. the tombs and temples, right? But I can't, like, I don't learn how to say thank you to, like, somebody, like, bringing you food right? right i had to like learn some arabic words I'm like oh I yeah i probably probably could spend a little bit more time i had that. to you're like i could draw in hieroglyphs <laughs> every time i saw one like because they're different the numbers are different oh the 24 yeah. hours yeah. Was there oh no, no in egypt oh in egypt. so i'd be like okay one two three <laughs> like, yeah 
Uber, it's when you, uh, Uber, they have Uber over in Egypt. And so, you know, on Uber, they always tell you, like, the license plates, you know, if it's, like, your driver, it's like, yep, not that's not that's helping, not helping me, me whatsoever. Right. I'm just, like, going to wait until so someone pulls up. Just start and waving. They, they don't people. even have the same car manufacturers Seven, we do, so I'm like, that, right. I don't know, I think that's, I think that's that car. What color is it? Oh, wait, that's an Arabic. Some guy stopped so, in front of me, I got in his car. I yeah. But my, my, my shukran, my thank you got good enough that when I got in my Uber, like, towards my last day, and he grabbed my suitcase, in the trunk, and I shukran, and I got in, and he's just speaking Arabic. And I just th- assumed that Uber driver was on the f- phone, you right. know? And then all of a sudden I hear him go, Amrakea? English? And I'm like, oh, I don't I don't speak Arabic. But apparently my my thank you was good enough that he wow. just started speaking Arabic to me in the car. And I was just like, now now I know, you know, to say, you know, Anabeth Amarabi, you know, yeah. That happened to me in South Africa. I got on the train and I was by myself and I was all happy. And there's all these ladies sitting around. And all of a sudden one of them just looks at me and starts Going, going into off it. on a- in Afrikaans, and I'm like, <laughs> and she, and then she finally went. Kim's making faces speak? right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you speak Afrikaans. I'm like, no, nah, from America. And she's like, oh, America. Like, oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. You speak half of one language, <laughs> right? You're like partially. Partially. Can I ask why your grandparents lived in Cairo? Yeah, so my dad, my grandfather, I mean, was there for Standard Oil Company. Or for oh, Standard okay. Oil, and they had sent them over there. And then my grandmother was touring with, like, her sister. They had gone to Greece, and they had gone to, like, Italy and stuff. And they happened to be in Cairo. I've seen pictures of her in Alexandria, so I know she was, I don't know if both my grandparents went to Alexandria. And my grandma and grandfather met. He speaks Spanish. She's Hungarian. So they, but um, he, she also knew Italian. So through her speaking Italian, him thinking, he's in, he speaks English, obviously. But so him speaking Spanish, her speaking Italian, they could kind of communicate. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they fell in love. Five months later, they get married. So, and the following year, my dad's born. So she is from Hungary. She's from Hungary. Oh, my God. How romantic. Yeah. yeah that's really yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> so then, and then that story. was, so my dad was born in 39. Oh and so then the we war didn't. is starting to come in. The so in 40, they, they leave Egypt the and come back to the States. So is your dad a, an American citizen because his father? Correct. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, because it's just, you know, you're you're an American born overseas. You were just traveling, right? Yeah, so okay. he's born in, in Cairo. And then after that, they what went to... What was that like? Being born there? He doesn't remember. He, he doesn't remember. Yeah. Your grandma. Yeah, she... Well, so most of the stories... So after that, they went to Colombia. That's where my two uncles are born. One in Cartagena, one in Bogota. And after eight years there, they went to Peru, and they lived there for eight years. So most of the family stories, right, because my dad, my uncles would have been older, right. are always about a little so Colombia, good. mostly Peru. So the idea of me, like, looking at the the e- Egyptian photos, right. like, that's not... You know, like, I knew the scarf was from Egypt. You know, I know that I've got, like, a, a bracelet, and, like, whatever that my grandmother had bought in Egypt. But it's about the only story that comes up in Egypt, is that, like, there's these right. items that were bought, my dad's born there, and then they leave flee. because of the war, right? And then usually there's also some other story about the nanny on the ship is arrested for being a Nazi spy when they hit New York. But... <laughs> There's that. Well, there's a nanny for the cruise ship. Oh, the cruise ship. Yeah. So, so the person you know hired to like watch the children. Cruise nanny. Yeah, cruise nanny is 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 uh, is a Nazi and and arrested in New York. Nazi nanny. So when I start looking looking at this stuff, my dad has no memories of it. My grandmother's already passed away. So I don't have a whole bunch of stories. But yeah, that's why Egypt had never really come up. I, I mean, I know my dad's born there. His his birth certificate is like a French form filled out in Arabic. 
Like, it's, like, there's always has to be an English translation staple to it. Right. The idea that he got a job, like, in the aerospace industry with classified and top secret clearance. Right. When he was born overseas with a non-English, like, birth certificate. It's kind of amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And even my grandfather, he was born in Mexico. So he's also an American, but also still not yet. So on my dad's side... My sister and I are technically the first generation born in the United States. <gasps> wow. wow. Even though, right, at least third yeah. generation American. Wow. Yeah. That's huh. Just from, right, and then my two uncles being born in, in Colombia, that means my cousins are, you know, the same way on that side. Yeah. Wow. I feel so cracker. Oh, my dad's whole, my dad's whole, like, growing up, I was all like, so I live here, and I just do my things, and I like music, right? My dad had, like, this whole childhood, like, because oh, right. growing up in, like, Peru, right, it would be like, and then we crafted a raft together with logs, and we set it up to the ocean, right? Like, all of his stories. Yeah, like, all his stories are, like, an insane, like, war broke out. I think that must have been in Colombia. War broke out, and he was in school, and so... He and his friends used to play in the sewer system. So they popped down the manhole. He went home, popped back out, where apparently my grandmother, who's putting mattresses up, you know, in case of ricocheting bullets, was super angry that he had walked the streets to get home. And there's gunfire and people with guns and stuff. He's like, no, no, I did the sewer. And she's like, don't lie to me. There's no, he's got like a huge trouble for going home through the sewer system. So those are all the stories my dad would always talk about growing up. And then I'm like, I refuse to do homework. Me and you and Dave Malloy used to play with the big wheel out front. Right, like, like that, that was like it. it. Like, like, what if we used chalk and we made an imaginary street down the driveway? Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, so he's got like all these photos. Yeah. And, yeah. And so I was like, my life is so boring like, in, in comparison, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so it was funny because after I did all the, like, the, the Egyptian thing and, you know, did the whole tour and stuff, my dad's like, so what do you think? Columbia? I'm like, no. Like, I don't. No, I do not think I'm You're going all, to. No, Dad. How about we like, you get some chalk and yeah. pretend street yeah. down the driveway? But um, what I have been able to do with my dad is use Google Maps to find the house he grows up in, you know, and right. see it, like, in Peru. We've also looked at his house. He couldn't remember the address in, uh, in Bogota, but he could remember how to walk home from school. And so we just followed the path. And I'm like, here's Isn't that here's crazy? your house. And so we'd pull up the photos. And this is where it's crazy. Like I was talking to you, I'd love to see your photos of Egypt because, I'm talking to Kim, because. <laughs> She's gesticulating wildly. Yes. But um, because uh, the idea of taking digital photos, I took over 8,000 photos in right. my two and a half weeks in Egypt. So when you had to develop film and stuff, right, your photos are very you different. You're, you're, take good you're, pictures. Yeah, you're taking great pictures. And you're also, like, being, you know, very reserved in when you take a photo. So even my dad's photos of his childhood, right, there's even less photos. So right. there's, like, one weird photo of a kid in the front yard. And, like, so this fraction of a wall you can see is this wall right. on Google Maps. Like, it's, you know, but we would be able to do that. And then we did that. We were talking about Egypt, and then somehow we were talking about how in South America, how we're in Peru, like near Lima, Peru, or whatever, is like the most Western set. So we push Google Maps over there, zoom in. My dad's like, see, that's where we live. That's where your grandfather's buried. I'm like, whoa, 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 what, what? So we're on Google Maps, and my grandfather is buried in the, like, on the property of Standard Oil, there's a small cemetery among the big oil tanks. What? So I start zooming in on Google Maps. He's like, there it is. There's a cemetery. I'm like, grandfather's buried among oil tanks? And he goes, yeah, that's where the... And this is on the coast. 
So they didn't put the cemetery overlooking the ocean, like up on a cliff. It's among all these oil tanks. And that's where my grandfather is. So I start trying to type in some information about the cemetery, find a Facebook group of Americans that lived in Talara, right? which is it's Talara and not Lima, it's Talara where they lived. And so I start going through with my dad and he goes, they live right behind me. So I type a little comment. Hey, I'm Tom Rice's daughter and he lived behind you. And then we go back looking through photos an hour later. I remember Tom telling my dad. So I'm showing my dad how in real time he can now connect with connect. people oh, he haven't wow. seen since the 50s. Yeah. And so then, you know, join that group. And the internet's been fantastic with everything from researching right Egypt and where my grandparents lived or whatever or Peru or right. Colombia. Yeah. The use of the use of the internet is one of my favorites. Wow. Yeah. We can't clap too loud because Ziggy gets upset. Oh, yeah. We don't. <laughs> Ziggy's like, wait, wait. Ziggy's like, I don't know. I've heard better. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was so a good one. On, I was following your your uh, your trip on Facebook, and I did a very similar trip, but mine was not like yours. Right. So, so Mary, like, rode on an air-conditioned bus. and there With were, a bathroom. With a bathroom. It was a tour bus. A, a tour I, bus. I joined an archaeological tour with two Egyptologists. That sounds amazing to me. And we had an right, air-conditioned tour bus with bottled water um, <laughs> and and a bathroom. And, and hand sanitizer? Well, yeah, and sometimes box lunches and, like, whatever else. And they're like, we made it to a restaurant. We had snacks and, like, whatever. But you and I were talking about this the other day. I said there's a difference between going a when, few years after yeah. high school. <clears throat> right. With no money, basically. With no right, money. And, and going, going when you're... An adult with a 20-something-year career. So, yeah. but it was just, it was really funny for me. And I didn't <laughs> I didn't comment ever because I thought, you need to stop. Oh, you should have, though. That because that awesome. was your experience. Well, because, like, Mary's just, and here's my hotel room. And it's, like, this palatial, <laughs> oh, beautiful, Nile. Like, oh, overlooking the Oh, Nile. my God. Oh, yes. And it was so pretty. I'm like, you want to know where I stayed? The gold, golden... Hotel overlooking the Market Street where there were chickens flying around. You didn't have that kind of view, Kim? Oh no, uh, my view was right into the. And yet the I was upset because I was at the Mena House across the street from the pyramids, and sometimes yeah. there were trees would block the view. And like you got one job as the hotel across from the pyramids, <laughs> trim your effing trees. Like I don't know why this is so <laughs> difficult. Like do I need to run this place for you? Like you're ruining Hello. my photos. Yeah. <laughs> you're ruining my Woof, woof. So Mary's having this wonderful experience and I was and I had the polar opposite, which at the time was absolutely fine with me. Sure, I had yeah. no trouble with it at all. And it's it the only time you can adventure. have that experience. Because as an adult, you're not right going to do that. But you know, like the hotel I stayed in was um uh it was a communal bathroom that had probably never been cleaned ever. Right. Yay. And um the beds like you walk into the room, everything is stark white. Um, and the beds were, I don't know, foam rubber like this. And it was just, yeah, you know, I had little towel art, right? On the, on the, so yeah, exactly no, the same experience. <laughs> no towel art. I had, well, there was towel. one time a towel monkey <laughs> that was hanging off the ceiling when I opened the door. That was startling. Like that was, that wasn't cool. I did stay in a place where there were monkeys hanging oh, from yeah. the ceiling. No, for I don't, real. Yeah, I didn't get that. They were really startling too yeah they poop a lot 
They do. They do. And they bite. That yeah. always sounds like it'd be cute, but no, they just poop. No. But your cruise down the Nile must have been nice. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. That's a dream. I would love to do. When I found out you were doing that, I was like. When I was on the boat going down the Nile, it was one of those like, like be present, take it in. Like right. you're going technically yeah. up the Nile. The up the Nile. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're here. You're looking at this stuff. There's one time where I always was trying to also put in all the historical stuff. I was just trying to be in the moment of like, what are you, what are you really looking at? Like, the 25th century BC, right? It's a hard for me to wrap my head around that. Well, you know, it looked different back then. Anyway. Oh yeah, it had all the casing stones, all right. the white casing stones, which they took to make all the mosques and citadels in Cairo. Like Yay. the Egyptians are the ones that took it oh, to I make other buildings. That. Oh, yeah, they'd harvest all kinds of stuff. Oh, they, yeah, they would, like, oh, you're not using Egypt, this one? Egypt, they talk about the reuse of the stone. That's the word they use, like we use about re restoring like buildings. Right. Like, yeah, so the problem, you know, with this pyramid, like, you know, there's not a lot left because there's a lot of reuse of the stone. Like, See, that's how they refer you know, to recycling. it. recycling. It's recycling. It's yeah. reuse. Yeah, there's, there's, turns out there's a whole nother pyramid. There's the, the three big Giza pyramids. But um, Khufu had a son who was feral for a couple of years and made his own pyramid about five miles north on a big hill, all white casing, everything. So there's actually should be four major pyramids for that area. But it, its access was so easy that starting in Roman times, all of the, not just the casing stones, the whole pyramid's been used as a stone quarry up until the 1800s. Like for almost two thousand years, they've just kept oh, taking. You know, we just need just one more level. Oh, just, just one more level. All the stuff. No, because no, the Great no, Pyramid has like two point three million shorter, stones in it. Easier. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, two point three million stones make up the Great Pyramid, and so for this other pyramid, which wasn't as big, but still, there had to be at least a million. Just a quarry. Just why don't we just take some stones? Already cut. Just. Wow. Yeah. And so all they found were these ruins, like in the 1800s. So like, oh, this is probably like a pharaoh that started to build his pyramid and then like he died or something like that. And he never finished like, it. Wait, this is the same rock that's, or, that's over at the post office. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like, or he built it. And now it's like gone. I've seen this. Well, I kept trying to ask our guide. I'm all like, what buildings were built with the casing stone? Right. Like I wanted names. Damn Show it, me. Right. And like, and, and they must be asked that a lot because the guide had this very like diplomatic kind of like, oh, lots of buildings. Like he wasn't going to point out anything that would like make somebody upset. Like that citadel, like over there and make us be like, oh, you know, those people. So or a, would never a march on say, over with a hammer and chisel. Right. right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. It's like put it back, you know, kind of thing. But all the pyramids, I mean, even when I went down to see the stuff from like Sneferu and stuff, they, all those casing stones, the only ones that have a lot is the bent pyramid because it looks so unstable that some of them were like taken. Then you see people are like, you know, just gonna, gonna just gonna leave the rest of it. That doesn't look good. That doesn't look good at all. <laughs> so that one has a lot of casing stones. But yeah, they they stole stone up and down the the west side. Yeah. Wow. Reuse. They reused. It. Reused it. But people also reused tombs. Sometimes they would live in them because like, hey, look, we found this house. Like it's in the desert, and it's yeah, it shades us, and it's got multiple rooms, and, and there's pictures on the wall. It's walls. got weird, weird, weird stuff written all over it. But who beard, cares? bird, water, yeah. sun, stick. Well, one of our Egyptologists, he specializes in ancient graffiti, so he would point out how somebody two thousand years later are living in the tomb, but they're trying to imitate. Really? The tomb. It looks like I'm like, is that a pterodactyl? Which of course they wouldn't have known about back then. But but just it's almost like a kid's drawing. You're like, what is someone trying to draw? He's like, he's trying to draw that guy over there with the pointed skirt right. and the whatever. But someone was, they they live there. They're doing their best, like add their own art, but they're trying to keep in the art that was there, just not nearly as good. 
So he'd point all those little things wow. out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The Saga of Egypt. Oh, so good. I can't wait to go back. I think I might go back 2020. That's when the new museum should open. Mm. Yeah. I want to go back to um, Barcelona in 2025 because that's when Sagrada Familia is going to be done. 2025? Is that? 2022. The, that's the newer, newer, the one they've been working on for hundreds of years. For 180 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Got almost it. done. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to go back and see it. Barcelona was great. Barcelona's probably the only foreign place I've been to where I can imagine living there. I've never traveled oh, yeah. and thought, oh, I think I would move here. But at Barcelona, it wasn't touristy. It was families are eating, kids are running around. I think down at the park, there was the like park. some big school event and all these kids were like doing like relay races. Like people Live were there. living in Barcelona. So when you were there, it's just like, you're just seeing natural life. Well, that's the 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 main feeling that I came a away with from being there was this uh, feeling that the city was actually alive. It's not like Italy where it's like a museum. Right. It's like alive. People are out in the park dancing and they're drinking beers. And Our equivalent would be, I guess, in Manhattan. People are out. People are about. Right, right. People, people are doing stuff. Barcelona is like pe people are just living. Like right. you're not, it's not considered a tourist area. It doesn't close down. Nothing closes down at night, right? People go out to eat with their kids at 10 p.m. Oh, that's early. That's, yeah, that's when dinner starts at 10 p.m. And then everybody gets louder and louder and stuff. Barcelona is fantastic. I love it there. Yeah. Never been. <gasps> I follow, um, so there's a great Facebook group, uh, Girls That Love to Travel. So it's for women. And it's about a lot of women that travel alone. But mm -hmm. it's very inspirational because people are like, oh, I'm going back to, and they are just listing countries, cities that like never even heard heard of you know right. what I mean they're like oh I was there someone else will chime in like I was there four years ago I spent three months like traveling around that was fantastic make sure you see these things someone else chimes in I was there just you know whatever amount of time ago make sure you see these things. and it's just every day there must be sometimes there's too many posts sometimes I think about like muting it right but very inspirational about where people are going just around the world um that's and cool. how they're traveling so you can and send what they're a looking shout at. out on the page and say, "Hey, I'm going to." Yeah, a lot of people do. They're like, and sometimes it's not just about themselves. So be like, go. me and my boyfriend are going to such and such. Like, does anyone know? Like, can we can we take a train from the? And someone's like chime in, like, yes. What you want to do is get on the such and such and do whatever. Someone's like, also take this with you, or also do this. And people are just chiming in with all kinds of travel suggestions. It's right. a fantastic group. It's a collection. It's a collection of people. Of travel. It's a collection of people. Experiences. Talking about their travel. <laughs> That's what I was going to mention about my collection of postcards, was that it's less about the postcards and more about the thoughts about the places. So do you collect based on cities, locations? No. It's whatever. It's, I love getting postcards. Yeah. I like sending them to myself when I'm traveling. Yeah. I like to buy old ones yeah. at at thrift stores and it's less about the postcards and it's more about the idea that the postcard embodies. Yeah. For when me. I was I did some minor research on collecting and that was in one of the articles I read and it may have even been Wikipedia and they noted um, postcard collecting. Really? Yeah, and it was kind of like the the intellectual component of collecting. And right. Postcards how, and stamps. Right. Um, yeah. Or coins. Yeah. And coins. That's a good one too. So yeah. So postcards. And Smurfs. They said. <laughs> pretty sure Smurfs are, are up there for the intellectually, you know. Yeah. Advanced. Yeah. Right. Pretty sure that's up there. The multicultural Smurfs. Yeah. Who doesn't love happy Smurf? Right. <laughs> so they were saying that it's, you know, it, it reflects somebody's 
interest in humanity, travel, curiosity, um, etc. That's cool. My mom would collect. My mom grew up in Upper State New York, so she would collect postcards of her hometown. Which was really interesting to even think back in the day when you would write Los Angeles had postcards from the turn of the century in the 15, early 1900s. It'd be like, look where I am and the oranges and the sunshine. And so she would collect postcards of Watertown, New York, which I I just thought was interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I think they represent just like my favorite possession is my passport. Like the I'm it's like I'm collecting the idea of travel through the postcards. I love that. In the passport, because I don't really care about much. And then Doug, I don't really care. I care about a lot of things. <laughs> You're like, fuck all of you. I don't care about much. <laughs> My husband pointed out that I have a coin collection, but it, what's, it's not mine. So I was going to ask you, this coin oh, so collection. Oh, you've stolen a collection. That's an interesting <laughs> Well, no, it was my grandfather's. It's like, what yeah, else did you've stolen? Who here has a collection of items they stole? <laughs> I have my grandfather's coin collection, yeah. um, and I don't ever think about it. It's in a cupboard because I don't right. have any interest in it. But I, so I was going to ask you. You talked about your your father's depression glass collection, yeah. but what is there anything that you have collected? So I I was thinking about it because I really don't have very many collections. I mean, it's funny because we grew up with such collectors. I was kind of anti-collection. Uh. And I have a couple sisters that are the same way. That Because my dad collected like button hooks from the old right. boots with the, the long button hooks that we had to but, you know, button cool. up your boots. So he collected those. He collected the little eye cups, little glass eye cups. Oh, yes, to wash your eyes. And he collected eyes. all his depression glass. And my mom collects fabric and yarn and all this stuff so in our house there was always so many collections going on that for a long time was anti-collection also those are cool collections so they're a little hard to top you're like and now i'm gonna collect bottle caps like you know what i mean like like, like, bottle yeah like your your parents have like cool collections but i didn't think they were that cool honestly when i was growing up i mean it was just what my parents were into kind of thing but you know, and my grandmother always collected chickens. So, like, there was always this, Did like... you say chickens? Chickens. Not, like, little. No, not real ones. Little, oh, yeah, not, like, real got ones. Got it. Yeah. All right. Yep. Roosters and chickens, yeah. It was like There's actually a box. You you into my like, storage facility. We're going to have to deal with grandmother's 4,000 chickens at some point. Take whatever you want. And at your house, you have a lot of photos on the wall. I love photos. Well, and... But that's a little thing... Too, because the way I kind of came by my kids, I had to work so hard to have my kids. This is about it wasn't stolen. This is about stealing stuff again. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, stolen collection. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't just go out and you know I decided to have kids and had kids. I had to really like I had to work hard to get my kids. Both the boys are adopted, so we and we went through failed adoptions and all that. So and I always knew I was going to be a mom. I just knew it. So it was this like drive like. Just how am I going to have my kids? So then as soon as they came along, I was so just like relieved and obsessed. Yeah. With these boys. I'm still obsessed about them. Um, That the photos are, you know. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think they're like cute. model cute. They're like model children. I think they're pretty. I think they're pretty cute. Yeah, I have zero to say. No, I was gonna say they take after, they take after you jeans, and Birdie. So. Yeah, they take <laughs> after you guys. But it, you know, so then the pictures just really. You know, like I was just obsessed with them. So, yeah, there's a million photos in our house of them, especially when they were babies, because mm-hmm. I was just obsessed. But, yeah. Do you remember collecting anything as a kid? No. 
Really? Because I remember collecting Smurfs, but I remember my grandmother started doing that silver spoon thing. So my grandmother, when we turned 13, she would give us each a teacup every year for our birthday. And then when we turned 18, she gave us... The plate that goes with it. So you're going to say the saucer. But okay, but <laughs> so is this her way of getting pot? you ready to be married? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> grandmother did the same <laughs> Probably. thing. Here's your hope, Jess. Yeah. And now we're going to fill it. Your dowry. Here's a piece of china. Here's and your birthday. You're like, oh. And then my my mother gave us Christmas ornaments. Like I have a huge oh. collection of Hallmark See? Christmas ornaments. But they're not, it's not anything I set out to collect. That was, was a question given that I, to me. That was a collection I had is if anybody here had either set somebody else up with a collection, your kids or somebody else, or whether or not you have a collection that somebody else keeps buying in for you. Well, and I have a depression glass collection now, especially punch bowls, because my yeah. father, I inherited it. But it, and I use it and I love it and it makes me think of him. But it's not something I set out. Like I haven't bought any additional myself. pieces, right? Yeah. Right. You know, the only thing I could think of that was a collection for me was honestly my handbag. So my sister's, my sister was giving me a bad time. She's like, it's not a collection. She's like, you're just, you know. Bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I disagree. I think it is a collection. Yeah. Yeah. My sister was like, it's not a collection. She goes, it's just so, you've acquired it or you use it. But she's not, it's not a collection. And I said, to me, it's a collection. So because you when have you value see in these piece. a handbag yeah. Yeah. that you like. Yeah. What's How the do feeling? You feel? Well, so it's funny because since I work with handbags all the time, it's like 99% of them I just look at and go, oh, yeah, whatever. Or there's something about it I like. But every once in a while I'll come across one and I'm like, oh, that's a good one. And that's when you know you need right? it. Yeah, it'll spark in my in my brain. Yeah. So, and what's the, what, what is it about the that 1% that, well, it's is kind it of, the feel, is it? What is it? It could be any of those things. I mean, it could be the feel, it could be the color, it could be the style, it could be, but for me, it's it's useful. Like there's a use to it. It's not like just something pretty that's going to sit on my shelf. Right. Yeah. And I and I believe strongly, even my most expensive bags, I use them all the time. Because to me, what's the point of having it if you're not going to use it? Like right. I don't want something right. to just sit on a shelf. Right. Yeah. So for me, like collecting had always been just accumulating and then putting it on a shelf to display it or, right. you know whatever, like with the glass or Mm -hmm. all those other collections. But for me, it was much more, I wanted something that I could use and I love them. I do love them. (laughs) I mean, a handbag is, um, handbags are kind of special, I think. Not that other things aren't, but I'm really particular about my bags Mm -hmm. um, because I'm kind of quirky like that, like my cup and my bag. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to deviate too far from that but anyway so but it's a statement you know what i mean when you somebody's got a really nice handbag right and you can identify that you're like oh the other great thing about a handbag though is it can put you in a place in time so if you've been collecting handbags for a while there's some handbags that you remember that year that thing that right that was the time i used that handbag right it's kind of because it's something that and you use daily, you might find you can put an memories old to them. mint from a <laughs> restaurant inside. <laughs> right, and like, this is from Paco's. <laughs> right now, I know which purse in my house has my original social security card. Which purse in the house has like whenever I like need something, I'm like, all right, I should go to those purses. Wait to a minute. Get wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. A- why do you have your social security card in a purse? I, I don't know because considering all my passports and everything else is like in my place. But you know where it is. But like, I know where it is. Oh, okay. Therefore, I've never yeah. never taken it from there. But it's, I know where my Paco's candy is. Which handbag you left that in? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I do. 
Yeah. But also, too, the thing about handbags is, like, if you gain a bunch of weight, your handbag will still fit. Yeah. <laughs> if you lose a lot of weight. You yeah. know, if it's something that I really love, like, it's very rare that I fall out of love right. with it. About a few years ago, I did sell a few of my uh, older handbags that I just weren't weren't using as much. But it was almost like, I'm not using it. I'm not enjoying it. I'm going to let somebody else use it and enjoy it right because i have too many or what that's like the that. healthy way of collecting things yeah, right. yeah. but yeah. it's funny because yeah. yeah but my sister was still fighting with me it's not a collection it is that's why that's why the idea of like well, what is a collection like a lot of times i collect things for the purpose of decorating so then i'm on the hunt oh right, right for for a number of things because i want to be able to to do something in a particular room so then i'm short-term collecting Kind of like for that, but your room. Smurfs collection is more like you trying to relive. Yeah, your so childhood. the Smurfs, I so I remember as a kid though, I wanted all the Smurfs. That was like a complete like not that my parents bought me that many Smurfs. That's what I you wanted. You had a lot. I had a lot, and I had the houses and stuff, and I made little like a diorama, like with a little like remember getting I totally fabric, remember the dirt like path in second and the grass. grade. Yeah, probably second grade. Yeah, the top of the bookshelf, the top of the bookshelf, the had them in my bedroom. bedroom. Yeah, I can even the wall that was up against the kitchen yep, wall. Yeah, you got it right and there. It was the little all village. my diorama of my Smurfs. Yeah. And then my parents always made us go through our closet every year and like donate stuff we weren't using. So at some point the Smurfs, like, they had you know, go. were, were going, going away. So then when I started working, it was a video game I was working on called Skylanders and it was about bringing toys to life. So you bought these toys and you put them on a portal and they came to the video game. I rebought a bunch of Smurfs because that was my way of like, if I'm building something for new eight-year-olds, you know, how can I talk to the eight-year-old in me? So I rebought a bunch of Smurfs houses, made a new diorama at work. <laughs> Um, print out, you know, using the color printer there at the office to, uh, you know, put out a new floor and the new like side stuff. And I put my Smurfs up in a diorama, like on a bookshelf to kind of like re relive that, um, which was great. Cause then when we started coming out with the Skylander toys. I also started making backgrounds and, um, flooring for Skylanders and I hired a paper craft artist to like make some of the video game elements oh, nice. that you could then print. And I put them on the website so that kids could. When you're not using your toys in your video game, I figured, what do I want to do? Based on my Smurfs, I want to put them in a diorama and set them up so I can look at them. Right. So I made pieces of a diorama for free that the kids the could kids download, could, build. Oh, that's And cool. then that way they could put their Skylanders on their shelves and not have to, like, throw them in a drawer like, whatever. Because that's me taking my childhood collection stuff and, you know. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. Whenever I'm making toys yeah. and stuff for kids, I always try to bring it back to something you gotta, yeah you gotta tap back into the yeah what what excites me and that's why i rebought the smurfs i also rebought a 2xl robot which was like an eight track i totally <gasps> robot so the so the so the 2xl that's in my house is not my original one just like my smurfs aren't my original ones and my atari 800 which is my second computer ever my parents had given that away, so I also rebought my childhood with that too. I saw my Nintendo 64. It's oh, set up in our playroom, and yeah. the boys play it all the time. It yeah. works. Oh yeah. Do you have Super Mario Brothers? I do. Do you want to come play? I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like that. The boys think it's great if they want to play like on the PlayStation, they play on the you know big 4K TV, whatever. Right. But they love to play that in our playroom. They have like. That's yeah. awesome. There's probably eight games in there. Yeah. I probably yeah. spent one whole summer playing that game. So what's the different definition between collecting and not throwing away? I have every video Hoarding. game system. Hoarding. Hoarding. Okay, because I have every video game system since the Nintendo in my no, garage. I think that's a collection. Hoarding is more like 
So hoarding oh, is not being able hoarding, to throw things away. Hoarding involves fear. Right, right, right. Collecting involves joy. Right. That's how I see yeah. it. But you see, anyway, my, my video nutshell. game console has kind of fallen that I don't want to throw them away. I have them all and the games that I've ever bought with them. But on the other hand, they're not like on display or they're not. You're not you using I mean? them. I don't know. The garage could have flooded by now. And I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what state they're in in the garage. But they're kind of like a. Uh, collection i don't want to spend so i wrote on. i wrote down what constitutes hoarding compared okay. to, to collecting <laughs> yeah mm. <laughs> I, did, I did this for the benefit of someone right mm. um so hoarding sur surpasses healthy collecting it interferes with normal life and also people with prefront prefrontal brain damage have a hard time determining what has value so they'll collect things mm. in their house just like you see on hoarders, they'll collect like old newspapers, empty all food containers. Stuff, yeah. yeah, so that's an actual psychological disorder. Right. So when it begins to interfere with your life, like it's building up and you can't get to your bathroom or whatever, that's right. when it starts to become hoarding. Um, well, Dave, my ex-husband, he and I would joke that the Skylar model is to fill all available space, yes. which is why we then buy a bigger house. <laughs> It's not good. <laughs> that is mean, your norm normal life. Yeah, so you just I buy, you just buy a bigger house. I was a bona fide hoarder, and she yeah. was the sweetest woman in the whole world. There were paths for, through her house. Oh. There were rooms you could not go into. Yeah. Did she live through the Depression? And yes, she yeah. did. She mm. was uh, probably born in 1908, 1910, Cats, lots of cats. Why do hoarders and cats go hand in hand? I don't know. I think because cats are so independent, you don't worry about them. Like yeah. in the hoard. <laughs> they can go somewhere in the hoard and be just Also, yeah. they can eat the rats that accumulate uh, okay. in your hoard. Yeah. On TV, though, there's usually always at least one dead cat. Like, always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That always seems to happen. Oh, uh, the worst ones are when... Oh, I love to watch cleaning shows from Britain. Yeah. Um... The worst ones, I think, are when the people have, like, dog or cat feces everywhere oh, yeah. on their yeah. carpets or whatever. And I'm just like, how can you live that way and not smell it or get right. sick all the time? Like, When you just normalize that, where you're like, why pick it up? He's just going to poop again. Like, when does that happen? Right. <laughs> I yeah. say that sometimes <laughs> to my family, though. Like, I'm not cleaning the kitchen because I'm just going to have to clean it again tomorrow. Right. If all the dishes are used, <laughs> I saw if, that. If all I saw that whole body language. Yeah. Thing if all the cats. dishes are dirty, Woo! you can't dirty anymore. <laughs> I totally get it. Then you have to wash. Yeah. One. The next step would just be to throw all the dishes away. <laughs> so today I had the thought. I had just cleaned the kitchen. It was pristine. My niece comes in. She starts making food and splashing water everywhere. My daughter comes in. She starts chopping things. It's everything's all over the floor, and I'm standing there like having an anxiety attack, like twitching, right? Oh my god, I've got to walk out of the room. <laughs> and so I just wanted to be clean for I'm five like, minutes, just a little bit, <laughs> just like so you can leave and come back again, and it's clean. And you're like, woo! That's the best feeling in the world. But I go, so I go into <gasps> the room, so I don't start screaming at people. <laughs> and I sit on the couch, and I go. If I just stopped cleaning, what would happen? If I never cleaned again, what would they do? Like, would it be Lord of the Flies in there? I'd clean it. That sounds like an experiment. Hmm. No, we've tried I it before, and I it think, didn't work. I think it's they let it all pile up. Yeah, and finally, like the third day, I was like, I can't. I can't. You've developed I've, a facial I've twitch. It. There was a time where I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to like because it's a choice. I mean. I, I choose to have a clean house. Right. And that's where I am, too. I can't 
do it any other way. Right. I've, tried. Also I've been the, like, like, you know what? Today, on Sunday, F y'all. I'm going to check out. I'm going to go take pictures. I'm going to do all my art, artsy, fartsy, whatever stuff. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to lift a finger for you freaks. I'm yeah. not feeding the cat. <laughs> I'm not cleaning up spills on the floor. I'm not going to do any of And it's terrible. Right. Because I come back from happy artsy fartsy land and then I'm like, Wah! but they're also happy when you come back. Because someone's going to pick it up? Well, no, because email. they're not upset by the messiness. No. Right. Yeah. That has to do with different people's levels. Right. That's your, that's your yeah. level of. And that's um, kind of a, a yeah. thing too, right? It's just deciding like whenever this bothers somebody, that's then your designated chore. Right. Sometimes it's a cleanliness thing. Sometimes it's like filling something up. Sometimes taking the trash cans out. Whatever that is, whoever is, that's bothering first gets to do it. And so that's always me. Well, right. That's, that's usually you just have the lowest tolerance. Yeah. Level. Right. <clears throat> right. You guys it's just missed. I stuck my legs right. straight up. Yeah. So I had to have this conversation with Paul. We've had it a few times. But um, it doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> the conversation or the mess? The, 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 the thing? This thing. Oh. So <laughs> Paul would go to the trash can. Oh, it's full. <laughs> Push it down deep. Oh, no, that's a game. Walk away. Kim, throwing stuff away, throwing stuff away. Paul, oh, it's almost full. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's full. And then you can't get it out. The pile like, on top. Ooh, I can't get it out. <laughs> Paul, come help me. Got the trash. The bags ripping in the whole nine yards. And finally, you know, I'd be like, please don't do this. Please. Right. Just take it out to the trash can. For the bears. Just take it out. Or at least. The bears. The bears. Don't push it down because I can't get it out. The bag rips. Shit everywhere. Fuck. Did you guys put it in a trash <laughs> compactor? No. <laughs> He's gonna have one. She already has one. I was gonna get an automated paw, and it probably would just do like a. That's pretty tall too. He can reach really high things. Automated, (laughs) automated (laughs) paw. He compacts your trash, and he reaches high things. He gets things off the top shelf. (laughs) Josh can do that for me now too. The tall thing. Yeah. Nice. How tall is he now? He's probably about six two. Woo. Getting up there. Guy. Yeah. He's I'm very my afraid. Baby. And he was, oh, I told you guys that he got um, accepted to Cal Poly Pomona. Yeah, it's fantastic. He was very excited about that. That's a good school. And it's close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's close. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll Congratulations, see. Congratulations, Mommy. Thanks. You did it. You did good. Well, Excuse he did me. all the work. I mean, he took the well, SAT like five you times. You laid the, the ground. Well. ACT like five times. He, you know, I took him to school a lot, really. But <laughs> he did all the work. He, and you um, gave him half of his DNA, by the way. I did, 50%. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Ziggy <laughs> so doesn't like clapping everybody. He, um, he also, declared, don't touch his butt. So I go, so Josh, what <laughs> major did you declare on that application? Because he filled out like four or something. And he's all, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> So I'm, in my head, I'm like, that can't be good. So He's like, I'm just spinning this wheel. We'll see what I get. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, how about industrial engineering? It's like, that okay. was the major he hmm. declared. All right. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> going to make bridges. It's cool. Something. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> Doug knows. Yeah. Doug knows. Oh, my God. We should God. wrap it up, my... Mojitos. 
Mojitos. Mojitos. Hey, Katie, do you want to sing us out? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Any last thoughts about collections? I like it. Oh, I wrote down something to remember, which is, um, do you ever watch something and then think to yourself, don't, don't start collect, don't, that's cool, but don't start. Like, for instance, every time I see the uh, Pottery Barn Harry Potter ads, mm. it's supposed to be for teenagers, but, like, you make your whole room with her. I'm just like, don't, don't, Mary, don't do that. <laughs> You could just come to do my house not, and go to yeah. Nate's room. You know, and I just start yours. buying them for your kids because I'm just like, don't marry. Don't. The other day, I was watching like some movie and it had like the house with the clocks on its walls. I'm like, Mary, don't do not marry. Was that a good movie? It was fine. I mean, it's, it's a kids movie. Jack Black. You know, you can kind of guess. Like, I mean, how I it love go. kids movies. It's like but fanciful kind of. Yeah, it definitely appeals to that Harry Potter ish. Yeah, oh, okay. Fanciful. So it's, so it's cute. Yeah. And everything. It's worth my time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's kind of like I don't have any more rooms to theme Maybe out, so I can't do that. Yeah, well, that, everything goes good with that. Just saying. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, sometimes I watch things. I'm like, Mary, no, Mary, no, Mary. Yep, that's cool. Nope, Leave nope, it on the TV nope. screen. Leave <laughs> it on the TV I screen. I never that do that. To the way no? I, was, I don't ever do that either. Yeah. But it makes me think of, like, what init- what starts or sparks a collection. Yeah. Because I was thinking of that with my handbags is, like, what sparked it. And, like, I never had a thing for expensive bags when I was younger. Like it wasn't ever, my mom never had expensive bags or whatever, but she had a handbag that it's an alligator handbag, crocodile, crocodile or alligator. Yeah. That her grandmother brought home from Cuba and it was up on her shelf. And my whole life that handbag was always there and now I own it, but right. it was always there. And I was like, did that start? There's the, there's but, the historical piece to it too. Like I remember. But so then why do I love Gucci so much now? Gucci, like where's the connection between the. Something happened and you were yeah. like, oh, handbags can be very cool. What was your collection? Postcards? No, that no, was mine. Postcards. Oh, she's postcards? postcards. She's rocks and bits of scraps of metal and. <laughs> <laughs> Floral what frogs. do you mean by floral frogs? frogs? No, very cute. Yeah, oh, would be like a shape or how sh- or smooth or size. All of it. Every all of the rocks. Do, but do you like when, um, when I was um, I don't know eight nine. My mom would take me to Greigers. Do you remember that place? I was going to ask you about Berminkos. So um, I would take my allowance or whatever money I had earned and buy fucking rocks yeah Gregor's. so do you like do you like min- <laughs> so do you like minerals um anything that was pretty or struck my fancy it's yeah kind of I the remember same thing, one like- time your mom took us to the beach we were after her forever to take us to the beach we were probably 12 we were after her like take us to the beach take us to the beach and she fu- we finally wore her down and she took us to the beach and you brought home rocks yeah i totally remember that yeah, so like it's, really ki- it's kind of a compulsion. Neat. So my it daughter borders. collects gems and rocks and things, and Kimmy will bring them to her, too. So yeah. They share a rock connection. <laughs> so <laughs> I, and I've, I've always done it. I've always, you know, like Lou used to make this joke about hiking with me. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be behind Kim on a hike because all of a sudden she'll bend over and be like, oh, look, it's a fucking rock! <laughs> and stop in the middle of it, you know what I mean? And it's I was like, thinking more like you don't want to help Kim carry <laughs> it all back. back. Yeah, like, don't, don't, hike, but don't bring a backpack. <laughs> don't bring a backpack. We came back from a two-week camping trip once with bags of rocks in the trunk, and Paul was beside himself. He was just like, I'm like... Don't forget the rocks! You know what it makes me think is that rocks are very grounding. Not only are Mm -hmm. they heavy, but they are literally ground, you know? And do you use them in landscaping? I was just going to ask that. Like, do you use them for something? 
Um, I have, um, there are some rocks that live certain places around my house. Yeah. That's where they always need to be. Mm -hmm. There's the OCD part of it. Like there's a triangle rock that has to live in certain places. And I've had it for years and years and years and years. I found it in Eaton Canyon. Anyway. Yeah. So there's also (laughs) the memories of where you found the rocks and you just like the rocks. They just make you happy. Yeah. I I love things that when you look at it, you just get that like whole like... Right, like, and so it's happy. and it doesn't have to be. I mean, I've got, <clears throat> I've got chunks of amethyst and rose quartz and all kinds of you know interesting, um, you know things that came out of mines. Uh, yeah, of uh, iron ore and talc and all kinds of wacky stuff like that. But um, some of the ones that I love best are ones that I've just found and I've just picked up, and they're just rocks. Yeah, okay. you know, like there's a place. There's a place in Northern California called Patrick's Point, and it's a campground. And on the campground is um, Agate Beach. Ooh! There's a waterfall that comes down out of the redwoods um, to the beach, and it is littered with agates and jasper and quartz. That's cool. And moss agate and, like, all kinds of crazy, beautiful stones. I don't even know what they are. I can spend hours there, just sitting there, digging. Yeah, <laughs> we should have taken her with us to on our field trip. Oh yeah, where was your is field that still trip to? going? We went to the Natural History Museum where they have in the gem. Mineral oh, that's area. my yeah. favorite room they in any museum jewelry. in the world. Yeah, they, they have, have a all the jewelry, jewelry exhibit. Oh yeah, that's being made out of everything they have like up on display. That's oh, probably yeah. still going. Mm-hmm. Maybe for my I birthday, the- Mary bought me a little. It's a little glass jar, and inside of it's got tons of little tiny garnets, which is my birthstone. Oh yeah, in the gift shop. I'm all like, Katie, my- let me take you to the museum to see this exhibit on your birthday. We get up to the ticket window, and they're like, Tuesdays are free. I'm like. Okay. Um. <laughs> hey, let me. Let me. But then they're like, something nice for your But then they're like, if you make a small donation, then you get a stuffed animal. Yeah. So I think I donated like five dollars, and I got the cutest little stegosaurus. Yeah. Stuffed oh, animal. Like, let me take I was like, like presents on my birthday. It was so much yeah. fun. But yeah, yeah, the the gem collection that was really neat back there. They had a lot of good stuff. Yeah. When people ask me, like, what's your favorite part of L.A., I usually say Griffith Park Observatory and the, the gem yeah. room at the Natural, Natural History Museum. Museum. I love it in there. It's all, like, dark and cozy and, like... Sparkly. Sparkly and dark yeah. and sparkly. And, oh, yeah. I love it in there. I love LACMA. I can go into LACMA and just, oh, like, wander. Yeah. Just wander around the old build, the old buildings yeah. and, and all that. I can just wander in there. Yeah, forever. Mine's always just um, old parts. It started with Pasadena. That was my first time that I loved old the old part of Pasadena, and then it's like downtown LA. So yeah. I could just I could just wander and that building's from 1885, and that building's okay. from 1902, and no one else cares. Okay, I'll just keep myself. Oh no, I care. I love that. Song. Oh, I love that stuff so much. All right, let's sing. Wait a second. What are we gonna sing? Do we do we have a song? Are we gonna make up a song? We can make up a song, but I was gonna ask. Will it be um, wallaby? Will you guys come back and like drink wine with us? I promise to edit the next day. I won't. Yeah, we could do like our own drunk history. We can do our own drunk history. We <gasps> each pick us a topic from history. Will you guys come back? Oh and my gosh, that'd be Any so Any topic fun. from history? Like, Anything. Yeah. Or does it have to be American history? No, no, we no. Can no. talk about it? Can I tell like, the story of Roman's bookstore? You've seen drunk history, you right? You can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do so our own all on one topic? No, well, I would do, do one something topic. I think you almost need to do like one a week just so that one person can like 
be the one to we don't drink but you know what I mean but that way we can, <laughs> Mary's like, we can like, all because otherwise you need to like tell your story so we don't know where that's gonna go we could right, record we them that. all in one night yeah, and then try that. split them up so eventually mm. no one else is gonna help no, the other person the like line. it's no <laughs> point you know what I mean like <laughs> when it gets to the fourth one we're all gonna be on the sofa yeah the like, fourth one they're all right, like I'm gonna take the and then they took a nap I drove to Latuna Canyon and they went okay that's what I wanted to ask you if you guys would come back because this was really fun it was yeah Thank you. Uh, not yeah, that, not that we thought we're gonna have any problem to keep talking, but what? Right. As soon as you say Egypt to Mary, it's on. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> don't. It's probably a bad thing to ask about. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kimmy. Where can everybody listen to us? Anywhere they want. In the car. Apple iTunes. Can they listen to Google us? Google Play on a rock. <laughs> I was gonna say they can, can listen, listen to on us a on a rock. They can listen to us on a boat with a goat <laughs> thank you because i train? was gonna get x-rated there oh i was going to <laughs> wow! okay yeah wow sure <laughs> thanks for joining us yeah oh we have an engineer tonight i forgot you're like, don't touch his butt, and then Kim's all. Boop. She always does. <laughs> and then he does. Boop. <laughs> yeah, so, someone, someone's had a life where he's like, don't touch my butt. <laughs> oh, the pony.